about the Messi thing? Anything else on the Messi front, Chris, before we move on? No, I'm done. I'm done. I'm falling out. I told you, I never want to bring this guy's name up again. I don't know, man. This Messi thing is just a freaking mess. What a disaster. I don't want to hear this name ever again until it's official. But the Welcome to episode number one of the Batter Soccer Fans. I am your mm-hmm. host, Daniel Granada. Next to me right here, over here, my yeah, bad. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. there we go. We got uh, yeah. Ben Borges, and below us, we got my man, Chris Duran. What up, uh, what up? Good, good. You know, talking about soccer, I mean, it's uh, it's a new world for me, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, let's, you know, I'd like to get into it. The issue with Inter-Miami, in a way, for me, was, like, the hype, like, the salesmanship that David Beckham had in the press conferences, right? Like, oh, we're going to get Messi, Ronaldo. All you got was Blaze Matuti and and Igor. Both gonna them. get somebody like Messi next year. You're gonna get somebody like Messi next year. You're gonna get somebody like Messi next year. You're gonna get somebody like Messi next year. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Chris, the battered soccer fans are back. Man, that sounded weird. That was welcome everybody to episode number 68 of the Battered Herons podcast. Happy anniversary or podiversary. Chris, how are you doing? I see you brought back the throwback camera where you like you're on some type of ransom video. Well, you know, I had to bring it back since this is the one year anniversary. I might as well look like I'm in a cave. So yeah, it's yeah, only yeah. going to be for a couple minutes. I'm already ugly enough. So I'll change the camera <laughs> in a couple seconds. Well, actually, you want it to be as dark as possible when you're ugly, no? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So it's been exactly a year from when we dropped our very first episode. Here we are, sixty-eight episodes later, uh, and man, what a, like I, like the title says, what a difference a year makes. We now have yes. Messi instead of Iguain as our ten. We now have Busquets as our CDM instead of uh, Matuidi, the Brightline ambassador, and we have a brand new official coach. But before we get into all of that. On that very first, second, third, I want to say the first five or six episodes, we did have a third battered hair on and wanted to bring him back just for a little throwback real quick. So we're going to bring on my man, Benjamin Borges. How are you doing, sir? What's going on, guys? What's going on? Man? It's good to be back on the show, man. Uh, congratulations. Happy anniversary or anniversary. You guys look great, man. Uh, the honeymoon is now over and the work continues, man. Yes. Yeah, well, for sure. And fact. just so you know, uh, in case nobody, well, I'm sure we got some UM fans here somewhere. Uh, ben kind of left for bigger and better things. His heart is really with UM and the Canes. So he went off and started a UM podcast, which is probably, I would assume, the quickest growing podcast I've ever seen. Because you started in like, yes. you were like five, six months in and you're almost at a thousand subscribers. So mm-hmm. good job to you. Congrats on that. And uh, if you no, haven't already, check out that You Heard podcast. Hey, man, look, I got to I gotta give you your flowers on this one, man. Uh, we talked about things for a long time. You know, we said, Niche, we got we to gotta do our thing. And we got to find something we're passionate about and we can always talk about. So I was like, man, like this U, UM thing's been calling me. Miami's been calling me. It's just been coming to my head. And uh, reached out to, you know what I'm saying, uh, this guy Joe Williams on Twitter. And we kicked it off. It's seven months in. We're 958 or something subscribers. You know, we just chop it up on the podcast, man, just oh. like how we would normally. Yeah, man, it's, it's fun. And then you got the NOH2O guy. I keep forgetting his name, but uh, no water. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He hates water. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to CB, <laughs> man, my guy. So he hates water. Just real quick, before you decided to go off and do the UM podcast, 
we used to have a back and forth if you ever want to go back and check the first couple episodes mm-hmm. about how ben is a europe snob right he yes. thinks the yeah. mls is beneath him so mm-hmm. my That's question good. to you is first what were your thoughts when you heard messi was coming because we were talking about it a year ago about the possibility yeah. now that mm-hmm. messi's here what were your thoughts when you found out messi was coming and second Will you now be watching MLS more regularly now that we have Messi? We got him. All right. So, all right. <laughs> okay. Nice, nice ad lib. Let's cut that into a gift right there. Um, yeah, man. Uh, to answer the second question first. Yes, I'm going to be watching MLS. Oh, uh, whoa, hold I, on. I'm sorry to interrupt real quick, Ben. My daughter just came in oh. here. Say hi, baby. Hey, baby. <laughs> hey, Olivia. Thank hey. you. Thank you, guys. Oh, that's very sweet. That's very sweet. Love you. All right, that's Hi, thank you, mommy. <laughs> we got we got a cake. We had Tommy in the backstage say he forgot the cake. My my daughter got us. All right. Sorry. All right. Sorry to cut you off, Ben. What was that? No, nah, yeah. So second question first. First of all, Olivia looks adorable. Shout out to shout out to my niece. Need to go see her definitely. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be watching more MLS. Uh and I love that you cut yourself up on the intro there saying we were gonna get messy. Cause we that's that was the first five six episodes. That's what we talked about, right? Cause we we would bash going that we looked silly for that one, and then okay. you said, "Hey, we're gonna get messy." Episode one, and then a year we're like, "Yo, we got messy." Like, it's it's still crazy to me. Yeah, I, I formally apologize. I'm back now. I formally apologize to going for doing this thing last year, bro. This getting us to the playoffs. The first initial. This was the first ever battered fans shirt right here. I'm sorry, Wayne. Yeah. Brought that back for as a throwback. So you will be watching MLS now. Mm-hmm, and uh, what do you think? Of course he will. Messi? Oh, of course. Who isn't going to be watching Of course he will, man. Come on. Now, are, you, are you in the side of he's washed? Or, he, I mean, I obviously I don't think many people think uh, that. But what are you thinking as far as Messi showing up? I mean, I think I think Messi's going to show up and show up, man. I, I don't think you, you bet on yourself the way he did. Because he could have taken what? 800 million a year to, to be in a league that nobody is ever going to watch. He came here and did all the press conferences and did all the videos and brought notoriety to it. You don't bring worldwide attention to something to be like, yeah, but I'm only going to give you five goals and two assists. Yeah. That's just, he's not showing up for that. That's crazy. No, I, I agree. Uh, anything else, Ben, for the people before? Cause I know Ben records on Wednesday nights, his You Heard podcast. So, he did us a favor to just jump in on just as a, a little throwback to celebrate our one year. Anything before the people, and obviously promote your stuff. Where can they find you? Yeah, man. So follow me on uh, Ben K at Ben K eighty four. You heard Pod got a social media guy over there, CB who hates water and also drinks charcoal cherries. That's a whole different conversation for another day. Yeah, if you <laughs> real quick story for your people. So if you okay. if you like the cherries that come in that jar. The stuff that's in it is like is the same stuff they make charcoal with. Those maraschino cherries, the things that they put on the on the Christmas ham, those cherries have the same stuff that they make charcoal with. So we gave them a hard time about that. <laughs> so yeah, man. Uh, look, man, love love the show, man. Obviously, check you guys out. We always talk about it. Love what you're doing, man. You're growing, and it couldn't happen to better people to get this messy news and everybody being flooded to your channel, man. Because you guys deserve it all, man. I'm not here to talk about my stuff, man. I'm here to you know what I'm saying give you all your flowers, man. Doing this for a year, a lot of people quit. You stay, stay with it and stay grinding, man. And salute to y'all, man. It's the battered herons all day, man. Battered soccer fans first. That's it. Yeah. It was first battered soccer fans. I, I thought battered heron sounded weird, but you know yeah. we went with it. I, I, feel, yeah. I feel like it's working. I don't know. Yeah, we'll it's see. doing all right, man. Shout out to the logo. Shout out to the layout. I like it all, man. Y'all doing your thing. All right. Well, again, Ben, I'll hit you up later. I appreciate you taking the time and good luck on yourself, man. 
Yeah, thank you, Ben. Much appreciated. Yeah, man. Hey, Chris, Chris, real quick. Thank you for getting some light, bro. Ah, <laughs> yeah. I got a new camera and everything, Baba. Yeah, look, it just changed up. Got all got all pretty. Got his beard lined up and ready. All right, guys. Yeah. Thank you guys so much, man. Hi, right, man. Later, Ben. All right. So and listen, I was listening to the I was listening to the first podcast, and I remember saying in that in that episode where I was just getting my toes dipped into the water. I'm like balls deep in this now. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. It's, yeah, you're all the way in now. Yes. Yeah, and uh, we're going to get into uh, a lot more today, but I did want to bring in uh, another guest that we have. Uh, obviously, today, the news of the day was that we have officially signed Tata Martino, right? Like we've been saying for a while that we thought this was probably going to be the move. And I talked to this person and I asked him, hey, whenever we get Tata, would you come on? And he said, of course, because he suffered through Tata and Joseph. So he's going to come and share some of that knowledge. And of course, it's one of our favorite guests, my main man, Tommy One Time. How are you doing, Tommy? Happy birthday. Thank you, sir. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm a little disappointed that the one year anniversary was in episode 69. Oh, yeah. <laughs> somebody mentioned that. <laughs> I, I saw it in the comments and I was like, he stole my material. <laughs> that would have been, that been nice. You know what? Yes. I didn't even consider that. We should have just done a random episode yesterday so we could have made that happen. Well, thanks All for right. having me back. You guys have broken me, I have to tell you. I, I've been, you, you guys did the serial killer test with me and it's been, it's been eat me up a lot. It's rough. I, I, I still eat the. I still eat my my. I didn't, I was gonna buy a steak and cook a steak before this, uh, but I had a podcast I did earlier. But I was thinking about it long and hard, and like you know, this is this is oh, me. There we go. Oh, most yes. days, there's most there days. Go. But then when I hear you guys talk about messy and all of that, oh, <laughs> that's good. You gotta cut that out, Danny. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I think, cause. Everybody missed out on our great conversation after last time I was on here. We talked about the whole Messi coming and other teams having to pay for it. And it just turns out that Apple and is just paying for the whole the whole thing. Yeah, they're the ones that are going to benefit the most, probably. Oh, shut up. <laughs> so, yeah, well, that after the last time we had Tommy on, we did talk for quite a while afterwards about Messi. And none of it made actual uh, YouTube air. Uh, and then we said that whenever he came on, we'd have him back on so he could bitch about it. And coincidentally, Tata is also here. So <laughs> who better to have on since Tata was how, – how long was he with Atlanta? Was it three years? It was two. Two, yeah, two yeah. years. Okay. So it was two years with that. And so I guess, I mean, what could you tell us about Tata and his time in the MLS? Because, I mean, I think that's one of the biggest reasons we brought him on, not just because he is – uh, an international uh, experienced coach, and he has experience in Europe with Barcelona and whatnot. I think it's because he has all of those accolades, and he has experience in the MLS, and he's won an MLS Cup. So yeah. what could you tell us about his time in Atlanta? I'd say one of the most important things is is he's one of the smartest men. that like, like a, a, he, he could be his own technical director if, if he wanted to, right? Like The story goes that when they he signs on with Atlanta United before the team's even there, He's got a notebook, like trading cards, basically, of players that he's interested in bringing on to the team, players that he thinks going to work, right? He convinced Miguel Almiron to come to MLS. That wasn't on 
Elmerone's radar, right? He went and talked to him and said, I'd love for you to come play here for a couple of years. You're going to get to Europe. And what happened? He got him to Europe. That's Won a, a championship. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he is smart. And Atlanta's success early on, you know, it was a big part of their drafting of, you know, they, they were able to bring in some good players. But, like, a lot of the players that he brought on, like, early on in the first couple seasons, he chose. So, like, he, he knows the league. He knows the outside of MLS. He knows who to bring in. So, I see as this relationship continues to grow, probably not now because you're already having a crazy-ass transfer window. And you're probably going to have limited things of what you're going to be able to do this window. Yeah. See what he does in the off season this year. See who these players that they start bringing in, because that's what's going to be interesting here. Because he knows what he wants, and I'm sure they're going to give him the flexibility of being able to pick some of his players. Because that's I think that that's that's what he wanted, and that was one of the reasons why he left Atlanta United was because Carlos Bocanegra, their technical director, he he wanted control, right? Like he Tata didn't get what he wanted all the time. Like, they brought in Ezekiel Barco, who ended up being pretty much a bust for how much they paid for him, right? I remember. Tata yeah. didn't want him. He did not want him at all. He said, no, he's young. Uh, I- I'm looking for more of an experienced player. They brought him on anyways, and Tata was right. He, he ended up not being it. What kind of uh, play style do Tata's teams already with Atlanta, did they play? Were they aggressive? Did they play the counter? Because honestly, I never really watched Atlanta closely back when he was coaching Atlanta. They were very aggressive. I mean, you you look at those couple years. I mean, they were probably the most fun team to watch, right? Like, that's what got me in, into soccer, really, was just the high-scoring, high-paced, uh, you know, a lot of 4-2-3-1s. I mean, that was a, a big thing that they did there. But, like, they always just seemed to be able to attack. Um, one of the things that did they did struggle with, and a lot of MLS teams do, is that when they get scored on first, especially at, at the Bends when they were playing at home, um, teams would bunker, and teams and Atlanta United teams had trouble coming back. Um, you know, against basically just parking the bus. Teams didn't want to play at Mercedes Benz Stadium. They really did. Yeah. They wanted to win one nothing and, and go home. And that's still kind of the way that they teams play. You know, now against us, but it, it's interesting because Tata was was always very. He was set in his ways, right? Like the the same lineups over and over. He'd run some of these players into the ground. And sometimes he didn't want to give young players a shot. Uh, Miles Robinson was a player that probably should have gotten some some playing time earlier, you know. And as soon as he left, um, Frank DeBoer came in and gave Miles a chance. He's one of the best center backs in the league. But he really couldn't break in with that team. Maybe he should have had a couple opportunities with it. Uh, but, you know, he... Another thing I was thinking about today is like Open Cup wasn't a huge thing for him. Uh, he really didn't take that tournament too seriously. You guys are still in it, and yeah, I know yeah. you guys are definitely. He's going to treat this differently than I obviously because of the expectations because and all the players you have coming. Yeah, you have yeah. to. You're you're in it so late at this point. No, like it'd be dumb left. if you didn't. Right. So you, you have to, I don't think that that's the case, but what was most interesting was, is right before Atlanta went to the playoffs where they obviously won MLS cup, things just weren't working. Um, you know, they ended up losing the supporter shield on the last day of the, of the season and Atlanta came in, you know, they, they had a tough road. They had to play New York FC. They had to play the Red Bulls, uh, you know, in the, in the first two rounds. And you're saying, how, how are they going to do this? Because they haven't, they really didn't beat these teams. Right. And Tata came in and decided we're not going to control the game anymore. We are going to counter. 
and they countered the hell out of both teams, especially the Red Bulls. Like the Red Bulls, and that you know that was when we were playing the two legs. That that first round at home, like they expected to, you know, play their normal way. No, they countered them, and they ended up winning that game. I think three to one, and that was basically, you know, it. You're not coming back from three to one unless you know you're the the Falcons and are down twenty eight to three. Like that's, I remember trying to like I was gonna buy tickets to MLS Cup and like the plane tickets from Ohio to Atlanta were like okay. And my wife's like, well, just buy them now. And I said, no, like it's three to one. She goes, what do you mean? I go, let me put it in, in terms you'll understand. It's twenty eight to three right now. I don't have any idea what's gonna happen. She's like, okay, don't buy those tickets then. Don't buy them. <laughs> but like goodness. that's but but like Tata. I mean he. He definitely did something that he hadn't done before. Completely changed his play style, and they ended up winning MLS Cup. He, he he's a great guy. Um, one of the things that surprises me though is that he did come back to MLS because one of the reasons that he claimed why he left was because one, I, I guess his wife didn't like Atlanta, didn't like living there, but also didn't like to travel. You know, was on was on the road too much. So that does interest me that he is coming back. Um, from here, but he did say MLS was his weakness, right? So he's he's yeah. back now, and you know, it doesn't hurt that you're, you know, pretty much going to be coaching the best player ever in the league. Well, I think he's because he's, he's never won anything with Messi, by the way. Go ahead, Chris. Well, and I think maybe because he's he's seen success quickly in the MLS, right? I mean, you guys won, you guys won the MLS Cup one year as well, and I mean, other than that, I know you mentioned something about. I guess too many cooks in the kitchen when it came to making, I guess, player decisions. I mean, I don't see that happening here because the ownership isn't too mixed into what it is as far as selecting players are concerned, but uh, that's still kind of scary to even think about. Well, I think he's smart enough. I I, I think you should put Tata in, in a, in a, in a room with them. And I think that's what works out best. Like most, with most franchises, if you're, if you're coaching and your technical director can work together to be able to pick, you know, the, the best players, I think that's what works out great. That's not what happens with Atlanta. Like that's now like the opposite, you know, like technical director basically picks everything and the coach just has to adjust to it. And I, I think that if, if they're serious here and uh, if Miami's serious, they'll, they'll let Tata in, in the, in the room to help make some of these decisions again, oh, probably sure. not this year. Uh, I, I don't think, I, I think you guys are probably going to be strapped for cash after a couple of these moves here. So, but you, you see some of these other moves in the cat. I'm not, I'm not knocking you, Chris. Like that's not, that's not a knock. I, I would take a knock. I'd, I'd be having that, that evil grin on my face, but like you've got so many moving parts now with, with these guys coming in. I don't know how much like actual space that you have to really mess around, but like he could find deals with players, um, you know, and I think that that's, that's good for him. I mean, I think it's good for you guys to have just an extra smart guy in the room, you know, helping pick some of your players. I don't know if you, if you're going to have an answer for this, but I'm going to ask anyway, if on a, on a Tata team in Atlanta, at least, was there an integral piece that was the most important on that roster, like that you need? You need a solid 10. You need a solid striker. Is there something that's integral to Tata's formation or play style that you they feel we need? Like, I know we have Messi, so you, you're kind of good. You feel like you're good offensively, but do you feel like there was something that we kind of just need? Because we've gone down with a lot of injuries. Our fullbacks right now are hurting. Center backs, we're okay. Midfield, dead. Busquets, slow. So is, is there something that you feel like maybe you, you kind of need? I would say that that team definitely struggled when Elmeron wasn't in the lineup. 
Okay. And I mean, he's a special talent, though. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they had they had quite a few special talents uh, over there. I mean, you had Almiron, you had Joseph Martinez prior to the injury, and those two could be you know going down to some of the best players ever to play in MLS. Very underrated. Almiron's very underrated because it was a short time. He, he was in and out, uh, but won a championship. Did some great things. Uh, him and Joseph were probably one of the best one-two combo that you could have uh, in a lineup. So the midfield was important. Um, I mean, well, across crazy. there, he... It's crazy because we're going to take Messi, but, I mean, other than Messi and, I mean, Busquets playing in the in, behind him, everybody else in the midfield is basically custodians. Man, yeah. Well, and the thing is, we, we've suffered a lot. Like, this past Saturday, Negri, our, our starting left back, out for the year with an ACL injury. So now we don't have a left back. Now, I know there's been a lot of rumors about Jordi Alba, and I think that he will end up coming. But hypothetically, let's say he doesn't come. We're now lacking on our fullbacks because Yedlin is away for the Golden Cup. And when he comes back, he hasn't necessarily been his top self. Like, you don't want, you don't see old Yedlin. And then we're going to have, what, Noah Allen? How old is he? Like 18, 19? And I, don't get me wrong. I love Noah Allen. But for a team that I'm hoping can produce a championship maybe, I don't know if Noah Allen's ready to be an every week starter. And then we don't really have anybody up top to play with Messi. Like, we don't really have wings. We don't have an attacking midfield that can help Messi out. We have Joseph and Campana, which I guess this is a perfect segue. So your boy Joseph. How's that going? Ooh, it's a little bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He He kicked our ass when he played against us. That's all he did. That was the first time he touched the ball, yeah. I knew he was gonna do it too. Like I knew that was gonna happen. Like it was just written in the stars that he was he was gonna score, and then he scores two. And then that's so, all he scores. Well, right? He another couple. Yeah, he scored another goal, but I mean he's been garbage ever since. Yeah. When, when Joseph started kind of uh, falling out of favor in Atlanta, how did that look? Because the first I want to say ten games or so, he wasn't playing well. But I remember I thought to myself, like, oh, but this guy, like, you can't tell. He's still encouraging his teammates. You know, yeah. still looks good. Still looks positive. But over the last month and a half or so, you can see the Wayne-ish. frustration. Yeah, yeah. He's, you can see the frustration when somebody doesn't find them with a pass. He'll start bitching at them. And I was like, oh, no, this is a good. This is, this is going south quickly. Like, did, did he ever fall out of favor with Tata? Well, Joseph Martinez has fallen out of favor with every coach that he's pretty much ever had. Uh, there's there's stories that have come out that, you know, some real funny ones about, you know, him getting into arguments with, you know, the players at halftime. Now, at this point, he's one of the best players in the league. You know, he's going in there, throwing stuff in the locker room, upset that the team's not playing well. And, and you do need those type of guys. Oh, yeah. But he's not that Joseph Martinez anymore. Right. Like he, he's just not that. And, you know, he comes back from this injury, he has a decent season when he comes back. You know, he's still icing his leg every game. And then the next season, it really doesn't come like it just seems like he's lost a step. Uh, his vision uh, of, of the of how the game's really flowing had started to go away. He was not making the passes when he needed to, wasn't making the runs. And, you know, he's yelling at the players. He's getting into it with the coach. He's flipping tables with chicken and rice. He's, <laughs> you know, I, you know, he's they're asking him, right? Like, I mean, basically, there was a point where they had Heinze and, you know, he goes on to the athletic, you know, starts talking to Felipe and it's just like, it's me or him. Like, 
and you're like, oh man, like yeah, that's rough. what's going on here. And that was, and they suspended him for a game, and like that's when the article came out, and it was crazy because that game was on ESPN. And you got Taylor Twelman out there, who you know loves to push the button on every story of MLS, right? So he's out there, you know, talking trash about the locker room because he's talking about Carlos Bocanegra, who he hates, the technical director. He's talking about Heinze, and you're like, oh man, like what is going to happen? What two weeks later, Heinze's fired, and you're like, oh man, like this this guy holds it, and it just got worse. And like even at the end of the year, they they asked Joseph about what his future was with Atlanta, and he just like points over to Pineda and and Bocanegra goes, go talk to them. Like Ooh. that's not up to me. It's like talk to him, and it's like, man, like this guy, this is the guy that got me into soccer. Like this is my favorite right, right. player, right? Right, right? And you know, this is you know people's Tom Brady, you know, that they got into or, you know, whatever, the first player you love as a sport. And it's like, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen an injury, like take a player and take his personality, take his swagger and take, just take his talent away because this guy was the man. He was going to set every MLS scoring record, right? Like that was, he was going to do it. He was, you know, quickest guy to a hundred goals, right? Like yeah. that's that's amazing, and just one bad night on Nashville shitty field, and it's it's yeah, it's over. But yeah. you know what? I I when when we first got uh or when the rumor started, I remember I went back and I started looking back at all the um the the Joseph highlights, and I went back and I looked at them, and I would say at that point he had ninety eight goals, at least in the regular season, right? I went back to look at him. And I want to say half of them were either a penalty kick or a tap-in. Like, he would find the position, but he would be on the receiving end of a great pass, and he'd be in that position to tap it in. If he doesn't have somebody serving him the ball up the way that he was up in Atlanta, he's not going to be effective. Because, unfortunately, it doesn't seem like he can create for himself all that much. Now, don't get me wrong. I did see some plays where it was all him. But more than... Not, I saw him on the receiving end of a great pass and he, him being in position, which as a striker, that is one of your jobs. You got to read the play and be in position. But he would be in position for the tapping, for the easy goal. And he hasn't been receiving that service here. So I don't know if, I mean, obviously with Messi here, hopefully that changes. But he's not going to be successful here if he doesn't have anybody giving him that service. That's why for me, I would prefer somebody like Campana. Now, I go back to you, Tommy. You more or less from a distance have seen him struggling. You know the history with Tata, and you know that Messi's coming. From the outside looking in, do you think Joseph could get back not to where he was in Atlanta when he scored the 31, 30-whatever 30 goals he had, but could he get back to being a productive striker again now with Messi and Tata in the fold? No. Okay. I, I – bef- I'm okay I, I thought he. I thought that they should have got rid of him last year uh, at some point, and even earlier. I thought that just the attitude and everything. Like you, you talk about the tap ins and 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 the penalties, and I get that. But I mean, he had some speed too. It wasn't the fastest guy, but he was able yeah. to get that pass, and he was get able to hurt. fly past some defenders. And he doesn't have that anymore. Well, and and one of the things that I noticed, and, and we were talking about this, Danny, where. 
you got Joseph trying on like bicycle kicks and 360 off the back wall scorpion kicks. He has the like, best non-contact highlight video you'll ever see. He has Yeah. <laughs> he has scored a couple. He has done a few and he 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 tried it for a while in Atlanta and finally did it like twice. And then on top of that, Danny brought up a good point on Twitter where he's never seen a striker consistently overplay as the dummy, right? Oh, where he's pass. just, yeah, you know, with the dummy pass, he lets it go right past him. Like, dude, you're supposed to blast this thing to the back of the net. What are you doing here? Yeah, he's, um, I, I, I was just, I've been disappointed a little bit. I thought that he would still have some, some juice in the tank. But like I said, maybe he needs somebody feeding him that ball because Iguain looked like hot trash. And so he got Pozuelo feeding him that ball. And all of a sudden, he scored like 12 goals in the last like 13, 14 games. So, you know, maybe and, that's what he needs. And, and Tommy said it. I mean, you know, the, 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 do, does he think that he's going to improve when Messi comes? I mean, he doesn't see it. And I can agree with that because it's just there's a lot of negative things that are impacting joseph in terms of not just like play or like like he's skilled right but like there's too much negativity against him no tommy yeah i mean he i mean i know that there was talks that he had a rough start of the season because he was a little out of shape because i know he had a a child um i think that was born premature and he was taking care of that but when he came back from his injury he even joked around about being overweight yeah like he's you know and I, i think Look, I, I I do a lot of exercising, but I'm not I, I'm not a skinny guy here, okay? Yeah. But I, I don't think he's in shape. He doesn't look like he's in shape like he used to be. Like, you know, my wife would see pictures of him without a shirt on, and she'd be like, "Oh man, let's go upstairs, Tommy." <laughs> I, I don't I don't think that I don't think that that's the uh, I, I don't think that's where it is right now. Well, and let me tell you, there, uh, consistently, there's a lot of people that agree with you, Tommy. So I, I, I kind of co-sign what you're saying. I, I can definitely see that for sure, for sure. I'm, on, I'm unfortunate. I'm in favor of having Campana start from now on, but um, we'll see. We'll see. It's all in Tata's hands now. Yeah, we'll have to see about that for sure. All right, uh, Tommy, we had this discussion uh, about Messi, and we talked for a while. I made fun of you because you were going to pay for him to score goals on you. But now that I think about it, he's never going to play in Atlanta because he's not going to play in turf. So you guys can sell out that stadium all you want. You're never going to see Messi. But on He's going to play. He, 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 no, he's going to play that game. No, no, he's not. You want to bet? You want to bet five bucks? I'll, I'll bet you a hundred bucks. I'm not betting you a hundred bucks. Come on, man. Just <laughs> five bucks. Why, why do you have to go so drastic? Because man? I know I'm going to win. Okay. I just said five bucks. I will be so pissed if he were to run out there and play on that turf. We've lost. You need to win every game possible to make the playoffs. Do you not want to make the playoffs at this point? Yeah, but you're not one. Of Messi the wants to make the playoffs. Like I understand yeah. because Zlatan, Zlatan, what did Zlatan do right before Atlanta United, the Atlanta United game? He was on a yellow card. Uh, he was one yellow card away. What's he do? He just like knocks some guy over for for shits and giggles. And the ref just looks at him. He's like, "All right, here's a yellow." Zlatan doesn't come to Atlanta. Everybody's pissed. Uh, Rooney, like, all of a sudden was like getting divorced because so he didn't have to uh, play in Atlanta. Like, all of a sudden, there's like pictures like of Rooney going on an airplane saying he's got trouble with his wife and he's leaving. I'm like, oh, Rooney's not coming to Atlanta, <laughs> Jesus. But so let me tell you that the messy stuff started. I think I think it was like on a on a Wednesday night or whatever. And I think it was like was a, started coming. 
Tuesday night and then Wednesday morning Tuesday. started picking up. Yeah. So that night, I, I was already planning on coming out to Atlanta to see the to see Joseph play, right? Like that was his, Joseph's big return. Wanted to see that. And I'm, I'm driving in, I'm driving home, and I go, shit, you know, I don't even know if this messy thing's real. But I need to buy some tickets to this game. And I am so pissed because I said I should buy four tickets. But I've gotten stuck with tickets before. Like, you buy tickets, a couple extra tickets, you're like, I'll sell them, I'll make money back. I did that with Lady Gaga tickets, like, a long, long time ago. <laughs> I ended up going to Lady Gaga and, like, spent, like, 200 bucks. And I was like, shit, I, like, I had, like, PTSD on it. But I bought two tickets for $40 in the supporter section each. Man, the next day, those things are going for, you know, $350. And my wife's like, we should sell them. I'm like, I don't want to. Like, I'm flying out here to go to this game to see everybody. I, I'm not going to do it. And then I threw $10 on Miami to win MLS Cup. That thing hits. I'm going to, I think I'm going to win like 1600 bucks. But all they got to do is make the playoffs, guys. If they make the playoffs, they're going to offer me a huge cash out. So I am rooting for you guys to make the playoffs. If you make the playoffs, I can cash out 500 bucks. I'm, I'm done. I'm well, out. Let me, let me break it down to you real quick because we had this conversation on Monday when we had our last episode. We have 12 games with Messi and Busquets, regular season games. Of those 12, seven of them are against teams that are 10th or worse in the Eastern Conference or Western Conference. It's so, huge. A lot of those games are winnable, and none of those seven are against Atlanta. I think they're okay sacrificing that one game against Atlanta and just hoping that they could win seven of those 12. Because, I mean, I can't imagine him going out and playing on that turf. I really can't. I think he's gonna. I think he's going to. I think it's it's gonna be one of the biggest games out there for MLS. Uh, Apple owns Messi now, right? Like, I think they've they, they've got a huge stock in, into him. I, you know, we've been talking about it with a couple of the MLS announcers. Uh, we just had one of them on, uh, Steve Cangelosi, and he was like, "That's like one of the biggest game regular season games of the year if he plays. Like, that's gonna that game's gonna have so many eyes on it, right?" And Atlanta just opened up the top. You know, screw Atlanta United for one thing. I'm going to say this. They opened up the entire top of that. I think the tickets are usually like 35 bucks. They're selling for like $120 a ticket. up the, Like the top of the bet where you get nosebleeds. Like you're at top of the butthole, right? Because that's what people call the top of it is like, you know, the butthole up there. Yep. Like it's 120 bucks to sit up there. Like that's insane. Like that, I, I don't, I don't think that that's right at all. Like if you want, if you, if the fans want to gouge the ticket prices, okay, whatever. You're not going to stop that. But the team starting to sell tickets at 120 dollars at minimum, that's just stupid. Well, I know yeah, we're going to yeah, let you. Going? We're, like, we're going to let you go in a second, but I will talk to you since we're talking about tickets. You know, when you're talking about that Atlanta game and how you bought two tickets and you were getting up buying four on June. Fifth, we had a guest on, uh, IMCF Traveler. If you don't follow him, follow him. He always has good inside information. He was on with us, and he said, Messi's going to be here before Friday. Obviously, I was like, shut the hell up. That's, you you got to be crazy. But when Tuesday hit, I was like, maybe. So we're season ticket holders, but we don't get tickets to the League's Cup. So I went on, and I bought two tickets just in case, $30 each. Told Chris to do it. He didn't do it. They, they disappeared on me. They disappeared yeah. on me as I was purchasing them, seat by seat by seat. You took too long. I told you like earlier in the day. Anyway, oh, whatever. Chris, so they, took, they took the tickets off the market a couple hours later, so you couldn't even buy anymore. And now you've seen the prices for. <laughs> now you know what's happening. Ridiculous. So me and my wife hate the fact that we didn't buy more for thirty dollars. 
this morning they did a pre-sale for those tickets that are left for that game now when you go on to buy these tickets they're what you would consider nosebleed in our stadium for 200 that's the cheapest ticket 180 bucks i got tickets for 30 dollars in row four and those tickets are going for 200 dollars now it's ridiculous and that's wait you're only getting 200 bucks for those tickets like that's all they're worth no no no, no. that's what Ticketmaster's selling them for yeah okay Tickets that I got for thirty dollars, they're not going for two hundred dollars. I feel like that would be more though. Like I feel like you could sell them for more. Oh, for oh sure. later no, on, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. As long as are you gonna do it? Are you gonna sell them? I, I might. Are you fair weather fan? Not even going to the games. <laughs> oh no! For the record, cheap. For the record, I, I I'm gonna go to the game. I may have enough tickets that I could make a profit and so go to it. I wasn't gonna miss that game. Those tickets that I bought for thirty dollars, I was upset that I didn't buy four. Because I needed to go to the game, so I couldn't flip yeah. any. But now I might be able to flip. Maybe I bought one or two or three or four or five. You know who knows? So. I, hey, I'm in the same. I, I'm in the same boat, man. I, I'm depressed today that I didn't do it. But for my wallet, I hope you guys make the playoffs, and then yeah. you could lose in the first round. That's all. That's all I care I, about. I, I think. I think we we have a good chance of making the playoffs. I think that winning the league's cup, like everybody's like, oh, you're gonna win the league's cup. I, that one I think is gonna be harder, just because I think that Messi's gonna have at least a two, three game adjustment period. Cause it's not yeah. going to be like, he's going to go and just start gelling with everybody. So yeah. I think that we have a better chance of making the playoffs than winning the league's cup. And it was game two. Yes. Oh yeah. Are you guys going to come down? No, oh. uh, I, don't, I don't come down to Miami. Yeah, it's just too much bath, too much bath salts down there. I, I don't do yeah, that. Too many zombies. <laughs> it's, it's a disaster down here. Hot as balls. Look, he doesn't live in Atlanta. He lives in Ohio. Get away from Ohio. Who wants to be in Ohio? Who's getting the All-Star game next year, baby? Columbus. Who watches the MLS All-Star game? <laughs> I, I watched it last year. But, but why? I mean, nobody nobody does anything on Wednesdays, like, or whenever it is. Like, yeah, I mean, besides listening to our, our shows. On besides listening to our shows. I'm saying, on Wednesdays, you, you're at 9 o'clock. You're here watching the Battered Aarons. <laughs> right, yeah, but, the, but messy. But messy. And the All Star, you'll be watching it. Screw you, Messi. Messi could break his leg, and they're gonna put him out in a wheelchair and like do an entire like ceremony for him next year at the All Star game. Even if we can't do it, get out of here. Well, for for the record, Messi came down here to play a friendly Argentina versus Honduras, and I know that they filled up the stadium. I didn't think twice about going. I, I don't care about seeing Argentina against Honduras. And everybody's like, oh, but you didn't see Messi. I was like, he's playing against Honduras. I don't know. So. uh Tommy, let the people know where they can find you and anything else on the messy front before you head out. Ah, you jerks. Uh, Tommy, ATL96. Uh, we do Scarves and Spikes uh, every Wednesday before you guys. So I got I got to make toast in between us. But yeah, I mean, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. We got two more times for playing each other. Yes. Yeah, that, that's two more losses for you guys. Oh. <laughs> four more goals for Joseph. That's all I was about to say. At least we're guaranteed with four more goals for Joseph for sure. Oh, you jerks. Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh yeah, League's Cup should be an interesting run here. And then yeah, I'll be I'll be at that that big messy game, so we'll have to talk about it before. But thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Happy birthday. Thank you. And uh and I'm telling and I, I will so I guess I guess you don't want to bet a hundred bucks, so I'll put five. Oh on my it. god! Just put I'll a put a Starbucks it. card on it, bro. Like, what are you doing? A hundred bucks? Uh, I'm gonna a coffee a or a beer. Well, I know beers cost like thirty dollars at your stadium. I was to say, oh, let's do a beer. Mine's like eight dollars. Yours is thirty. 
That's well, now, no, no. Now it's going to be 60 because now you got to pay for Messi. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. You, well, uh, you, better, you better walk to that stadium also because I'm assuming parking is going to be through the roof also. Oh, my yeah. God. It's, it's going to be a disaster. But I'm Stop for- having Tommies on the show, guys. Like, they're, I was so disappointed I found out there was a Tommy like a week after me. You jerks. Yeah, yeah you just you have a. You, Jesus. All right, Tommy. I'm going to keep that a trend. So, <laughs> if I find out there's other, you just start finding random Tommies on Twitter. Like, it's gonna it's gonna go downhill. Just ask a random Tommy to come on and talk about a team. Like, you're gonna get a shirtless Tommy, a pantsless Tommy. <laughs> like, you start going to rando Tommies. We're gonna Tommy have a Royal Rumble. We're gonna look a Tommy, Tommy Royal Rumble. Maybe Tommy, Tommy Dreamer. He might be a Red Bulls fan. Uh, yeah, he's <laughs> he's a New York fan. Well, Tommy, one time, I'll be back. All right, my man. Thank you, well, Tommy. Appreciate you taking the time. See you guys. Messy. <laughs> that was a good one. That's why he's Tommy one time. All right. So uh, as usual, we on Wednesdays we usually preview the upcoming game. On Saturday, we have Austin FC, which is, I mean, not doing great compared to how they were last year. But yeah, over the last two games, they beat. I want to say it was the two Texas teams. They beat Houston, and they and beat and was it Dallas? It's oh, Houston yeah. and Dallas, maybe. Okay, yeah, so it's yeah, Houston yeah. and Dallas, 3-0 each. So they finally got things rolling. So how are we feeling about this game on Saturday, knowing that we're riding a seven-game losing streak going into this, Chris? Well, I wonder, is Tata going to be coaching this team this Saturday? No. no. That's that's a great question, No, uh, which you just answered. And number no. two... I feel so bad for Javi Morales because I don't know if you saw what I posted on Twitter. Yeah, you're an asshole. You know, this guy finally he gets inner Miami gear before Javi Morales gets inner Miami gear. Like, how <laughs> fucked up is that? Right? Like, that's terrible. Yeah, that's so, I was taking pictures in, in inner Miami gear. That is true. Now, Austin, you know, if we're talking about the Austin of last year, I was always very scared of that team because they were like one of the strongest teams in the West last year. Last year, yeah. yeah. Now, this year, I was looking at their schedule, and the last three games, they scored three goals. The last two games, they scored three goals apiece. Oh, it was won Dallas, and Dallas, Dallas and Houston. Dallas and Houston, they won 3-0 against both of them. They lost against Sporting Kansas City. Uh, they lost against Real Salt Lake. They lost. Uh, they won against Minnesota. Listen, I, I typically, with a team that's on a streak like this, two-game winning streak, and they still have very good players. It terrifies me that they're playing us. Now, I mean, it's at home. Uh, it doesn't count really for anything like it did last year. But it's definitely going to feel nice to hear the fan base and feel the fan base this Saturday because of the simple fact that, one, it's been a long time since we had our last home game. And, two, with all of this messy Busquets and Tata stuff, I mean, this place is gonna be this place is gonna be amazing this Saturday, no? Or am I am well, I dreaming? I, I, well, before we start talking about the game, actually, I did want to bring I wanted to want to touch about that. What do you think the stadium is gonna be like? I think security is gonna be uh, they're gonna be practicing more of, more of a presence, right? And not because Messi's there, but because it's time to get some protocols in check, right? Like yeah. you can't just go out and set up new protocols for Messi, but then just bring him out the first time on the twenty first. Like, yeah. I think no way. I think security is going to be a little stricter. Uh, you're going to see new protocols. I, I don't think those stands are in yet, but I'm, you might see some cranes out there or something. Like, it's going to be very interesting, but I'm looking forward to it 
more than anything because these next two games on Saturday on the 1st and on Tuesday on the 4th are yeah. literally going to be the last two games that we experience at Drive Pink that are, I guess I could say normal. Yeah. Because after, after the 4th, after these two home games, it's going to be a frenzy. changes forever because yeah. Messi should open up that new stadium. So if you want to see Drive Pink in that intimate setting that you've been used to it the last couple of years, you got to go on Saturday or on Tuesday because after these two games, it's over. You're not getting it back. Like, You're not no, getting no, it back. No, that's it. The Drive Pink is, is going to be completely different from here until we open the new stadium in 2025, which I'm assuming. So come out here and enjoy it. And I, I, do you think the Heineken bar is still going to be there on Saturday? Well, I mean, uh, what was it? Uh, a couple podcasts ago, they were, you know, we were talking about it and, and, uh, I forgot. It was. I think it, it was Xavier that brought up that they're probably going to move the Heineken bar. I mean, I don't oh, know yeah. where the hell they're. They're not going to move that thing. Like you can't move it by the other corner where the store's at, right? Fine. You oh, no. you can't you can't move it to the southwest corner because that's like where they pull trucks up and that's where like the tour buses uh, go through. You can't put it there. So Maybe. like it's not, it's I, not I, that wide. Maybe. I think I, uh, I think I don't I don't remember if it was Ian Hess that mentioned that they're just gonna like hide it under the stands that they're just gonna bring in through the corner, which I don't see that either because like that Lego land of a of a of a of a section, I, I don't I'm not even too confident in that, right? No, like just have yeah. a makeshift like corner section. I mean, you said that nobody's gonna get sued, but like they're building this like in two days. I really don't think they're building. It. I think they might be bringing that from somewhere else. I, I, uh, I don't know. But um, I, again, if you're gonna make it out to the stadium and you want to enjoy just one or two more normal Inter Miami intimate games with just the fans that have been around forever, these are the two games to make it because after July 4th, the next home game is July 21st, and or I mean the introduction. I think July 16th. I'm assuming it's gonna be a dry pink stadium. After July 4th, it's, it's going to be mayhem. So come out here and enjoy the, the games this weekend. So going back to Austin, um, we usually have a guest from Austin or any Imposing Out podcast to join us every Wednesday. Now, we, didn't, we couldn't find anybody. They all said that they were busy doing their own shows or whatever may have you. But we did have one podcast called Moon Tower Soccer. It's an Austin FC podcast. And I appreciate them because they said they couldn't make it, but they did send them some info on the team, right? So they wanted to tell us that. That's nice of them. There was. It was. Uh, one of the reasons that they've been doing poorly was because they've had a lot of injuries to the center backs. Now, when I looked at them statistically, they yeah. are one of the worst defensive teams. They're right there with us. They've given us almost the same amount of goals as us, same amount of shots as us. So defensively, they are very poor. Wow. When they're attacking, they play a 4-3-3 but they are a very possession-heavy team. So they like to Ooh. hold a possession, kind of like us, kinda and kind of like just us. wait yep. for things to kind of th wait for things to open up. Now, I don't know how that's going to work with us because we also like to hold the ball and kind of play keep away and try to see until something opens up. Now, the difference between us and them is that they have Juicy, which once Who's he gets an opportunity, nasty. he gets an opportunity, he can do something with it. We don't have anybody yeah. like that just right now. So it should be an interesting game of chess. And uh, one other thing that they said is that they like to play a mid-block. So they don't press high. 
they kind of just wait for you to get to the midfield and kind of defend you there. So because we have no creativity in the midfield, I think we might have to play the long ball a little more than we usually do. Now, who's going to be giving those outlet passes? I don't know. Who's going to be receiving those outlet passes? I don't know. So I, all in all, it seems like it's going to be a very interesting game this coming Saturday because yeah. I just don't know what to expect. Now, if we were to lose, let's say hypothetically, yeah, are you going to be thinking it's the end of the world? Or at this point, it's like, that's eh, just another loss. We're still waiting for Messi. I mean, at this point, I really don't give two craps if we win or lose the next game. Okay. I mean, obviously, I obviously I want to win, but like there's so much going on in terms of like future and after Messi gets here that like I feel like the team can lose and we can be able to recover after Messi comes on with Busquets and Tata and whoever else they're planning on grabbing and that we can still make a push out of this even after our sort of like JV squad plays these next couple games. I mean, I was thinking about this, Danny, and tell me what you think. Like, so, what's what's the starting lineup? What do you think the starting lineup's going to be? I mean, there's so many players that are injured, and and uh, they're critical players. You know, you got Mota, you got Gregory, you got Negri, you got uh, Coco Jean, you got, I mean, it's it's uh, name a player, and you might, and, and they might be injured. Um, Noah Allen at left back, which... Yeah, I'm kind of excited to see him get more minutes, but Christoph. I'm, I'm, but I, will Christoph be back? Uh, hopefully, hopefully his visa thing is is figured out. Uh, Frey, because I don't know if Kamal Miller is going to be available, and Yedlin's not back, so I don't know who's going to be playing right back. Who do we have at right back? Uh, right back, it's Yedlin or Yedlin's Neville or Neville or uh, right. Right, um, uh, Taylor, Robert, Robert Taylor, maybe Robert, Robert Taylor. Taylor, unless we go with three center backs in the back. Uh, okay, so so we have that. Then in the midfield, you got David like Ruiz, Ruiz, you got Kramashi, you got, I mean, I mean you want to just, for shits and yeah, you want to throw Uyoa in there just for shits and giggles, or no, he's still riding playing. the pine. Uyola's not playing. Campana's still not going to start for some reason. I don't know. I, I don't know what to expect from the team. And you know what Pizarro. the worst part is? The worst part is, is that the more I hear about all these new players and coaches signing on, it has to affect the player's psyche. Like everybody's oh, like, sure. oh, but they're more motivated to prove themselves that they belong. I don't think so. I think all the uncertainty on top of a losing streak might give you a negative effect. I think that they might be playing more hesitant to not mess up. I think that this is a bad thing. And I think that it's going to make things a lot more difficult for them on Saturday. With that said, we need to win this game. Because out of the next four games, this is the most winnable game. Austin, although they've won the last two games, 3-0 against Dallas and against Houston. uh, They're not really world beaters. They're not really world beaters. And they won both of those games, I believe, at home. Yeah. So because they won at home, on the road, they haven't been great. I'm, I'm hoping that that does mean that we have a chance. Now, I, I don't know where our goals are going to come from because I feel like our team has looked horrible. The fact that the other team, Austin, likes to play with the possession, 
maybe that kind of forces us to play maybe a counter-attacking style or just playing the long ball. Maybe we luck out with a goal here and there. We could let them have the possession. Now, I will tell you that we are, again, the worst team statistically at winning headed duels. Yeah. And Austin leads the league in headed goals with nine. So don't be surprised if they score a headed goal on us at least once. Well, and it's not only that, but and you were talking about how some of the players have been taking this news, how they probably are receiving it. And I'll tell you the players that I think that are more affected than the than others are the older players. I think that the younger players, they're not worried about what's happening. No, they get they, paid you know they're too, not gonna start. Yeah. They get paid too little, right? They're not gonna start over any of these guys. Mm-hmm. They're there and they're gonna soak up all the information they can from these uh, from these guys, right? right. Uh, the older guys like Pizarro, Taylor, which unfortunately I hope that Taylor sticks around because he's like legit the only one that's like gun ho about getting into our offense and pushing, pushing. But Stefanelli, yeah, uh, you know Stefanelli. You got uh, Taylor. You got uh, Pizarro. You got some players that are really, really, uh, quite possibly are not going to be in a pink jersey at the end of the year. Yeah, for sure. And- and that that's who I think is getting affected out of all the players. I agree. Yeah, I agree. We'll, we'll see. I um, I guess it, it, we just predict it. Like, look, I, I don't see – I see this as the most winnable game, so that's why I feel like we need to find a way to win this game. Um, so go ahead. What do you think, Chris, on Saturday? Well, I think that Joseph's not going to get the start because okay. this, this Javi Morales deal with him starting Joseph – for the past couple games, it's it's a stinker. It's a big stinker. And I think that in order for him to change this around, he's definitely going to have to start Campana. Uh, I think that's going to help us. Yep. You don't think that Data is going to start telling him what he wants the team to do now that he's officially the, the coach? That I can see happening. And, and, I, and I put up a tweet earlier today that I actually wouldn't mind Javi Morales learning from Tata because then it could be that whole Pat Riley, Eric Spolstra, heat culture crap, right? Where whenever Tata decides to leave it in Miami, you got Eric Spolstra, a.k.a. Javi Morales, who steps in from being like a videographer or whatever. And uh, that would be actually really, really cool. Um, I actually do think that that is a possibility, Danny, that he's going to sort of feed stuff to him and just tell him, hey, approach the game like this. You know, work the guys like this, this formation, ask them to play do the this counter. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but because of that, I think that Joseph might start. I think Tata might have it in with, with, with Joseph. Ooh, that's, you know, that's, that's, I can't where see why gonna, else he would start. That's where it's going to get interesting, man. Watching this game, I really wonder if you, if we're going to legitimately be able to tell if, 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 uh, if, if Javi Morales is just a puppet and Tata's little puppet master strings because yeah. that's going to be key. All right, um, so do you think we win or lose? I think we win. I think that we're going to win two to one. I think it's going to be very close. I think it's going to be like the last, within the last five, ten minutes, we're going to score a goal, like cardiac hair on style. Like so, it. yeah, I think it's going to be two one and we win in, 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 uh, in a, in a, in a, in a fight to the a fashionable fight. Look, uh, like I said, Austin doesn't have a, a good defense. They have Alex Ring. For those of you that, that know Alex Ring, Alex Ring is a great uh, central defending midfielder. They haven't played center back. 
and he might not even be available because he got injured also. So they have been hurting back on the defensive on their back line. Uh, I think that we could possibly score one or two goals. I'm going to say two just because we need to score two because I do think that we'll give up at least one goal, a headed goal. So I'd say 2-1, and I think Robert Taylor gives us some magic, kind of like he did with Philly, and he'll find a way to score a goal to, to win the game. And, and I'm, I'm, if I, I've, I've been optimistic about the playoffs, if we lose to Austin, my optimism will finally start to die down. Oof. Really? Yeah. I mean, the number... We need to get at least one win in the next four. We need to go into the break with at least 18, hopefully more, but at least 18 points going into that break. And if we lose to Austin, I can't imagine us beating St. Louis, the top team in the West. I can't be, imagine us beating Columbus. And I, I don't know, we, maybe D.C. on the 4th of July, but Austin, you know, it's a winnable game. So I, I really well, am hurting. No, and Esteban, you know, he's mentioning Frey, McVeigh. That's scary stuff, man. That's scary stuff. Frey, McVeigh. We have a uh, 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 MLS two team riding out there, and not many teams have that right now. Um, yeah. So you know, look, we need a little miracle, but hopefully the Messi effect, right? Hopefully yes. Tata kind of sprinkles something on the field as he was taking pictures today. Hopefully he's spread some knowledge onto Javi Morales, and we can get this figured out. Because if For we can sure. get this win again, I'll start feeling a lot better about the off season. Uh, I'm sorry about the playoffs. Chris, and oh, actually, before we go, Chris, have you heard anything, or maybe anybody in the chat has heard anything about the July 4th game? Are there going to be any like festivities, fireworks, or anything like that? Because if they don't have fireworks, I might not attend the game because I want to take yeah. my kids, but like I'm taking my kids because they want to see fireworks on the 4th of July. If you guys are having a game on the 4th of July and not providing fireworks, what the hell am I going to tell my kids? Like, hey, sorry, guys, I'm going to have you here watching a soccer game and then we're going to go home. Like, come on. Has anybody heard? No, nobody in the chat. Chris, you haven't heard anything? No, I haven't heard anything. And if they do do something, I imagine it's going to be like in the yellow lot, right? Like on the other side of the stadium, away from the airport. We're playing. No, it's fly the 4th of July. It's like, the 4th of July. I'm sure that they, they could talk something out. Be like, hey, it's the 4th of July. After the game, we're going to let off some fireworks. You know, no fly zone for the next hour. I'm sure that they could figure that out. It's the 4th of freaking July, guy. I Come mean, on. but we're not, we're not, we're not going to be, you know, the team's not going to be popping off like Publix fireworks. Like no, they're going they to, they're going to get their, ha would, they're going to get their again, hands on like Disney world fireworks. Like I would hope so. Again, if I can't tell my kids that it's the 4th of July, they're not going to see fireworks. Like I have to go watch this MLS two team play against the MLS team. Like I can't do that. So I need you guys to provide us some fireworks on the 4th of July. Danny, anyway. just take those $5 that, uh, that, uh, Tommy one time is going to pay you and buy a pack of sparklers. <laughs> and call it a day all right well uh chris anything else for the people no nah, man it was awesome the one year pot anniversary uh listen all of you yeah all of you guys in the chat man thank you so much this is a special day for us we really appreciate you guys hanging on with us not just for today but for the past almost 12 months uh and it's something that 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 never goes you know n never goes by the waistline we always appreciate it for sure for sure. The chat is the best part of the show. And even though we started going live in January, so the first, what, six months was kind of just us and then releasing. Yeah. So we appreciate over the last six months, everybody that started joining on the on the live shows and everything that you guys have brought to the show, because honestly, it wouldn't be as good without you guys. So we appreciate you guys. If you're listening on audio, thank you for listening all the way to the end. If you were in the chat, 
or are watching on YouTube later. Thank you for listening all the way to the end. Please like, subscribe, share, five stars, all that other good stuff. And again, thank you for wishing us a happy anniversary. And we'll see you guys on Monday, hopefully celebrating a win. Right? Yes, they don't kiss sisters. So it's either a win or loss. Yes. All right. Have a good one. Dubs.